Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ladies and gentlemen, two men from opposite ends of the physical, cultural, and emotional spectrums. Flats and Shanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of our podcast. I'm David Flatman. Tom Shanklin. All right. Yeah, good boy. You? Yeah, tell him where we are, mate. Well, no, do you know what episode it is first? 32. One. Is it? Oh. No, it's 32. Oh, sorry. Ruined your game, um, didn't I? Yeah, we are in um, a lovely hotel in Swansea, <laughs> Mumbles area. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, one of my dad, my dad sorted out one of his mate's houses for us to come round and do a podcast. Uh, I better introduce him if he's desperate to speak. I had to write down um, his clubs. Um, I just couldn't remember off the top of my head. Uh, started off at Neath, Nathalie, Cardiff, Witness, Canterbury Bulldogs, Warrington, North Queensland Cowboys, um, Great Britain and Wales. Left him sad note. And Trim Sarum. Um, there you are. We've got Jonathan Davis, OBE. Cheers, Shanks. Thank you. Jiffy, Jiffy yeah. welcome. Well, we're in your oh, house. Welcome, but, yeah. yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming down, boys. Hey, lovely spot, this, isn't it? It's a lovely spot, I know, for half a mile away from the uh, lovely sea. So, yeah. um, I mean, mm. it's good. Often I'm asked, like, who, you know, if I could have anyone's life, who would it be? <laughs> it used to be Garth Edwards. Did it? Now it's Jiffy. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Like I told you last week, it's you uh, work to live, not to live to work. Yeah. That's yeah. important, right? You remember that now. That's if true. we are lucky, you're lucky to be a professional sportsman, you cherish every day of it, and then you've got to come up with the real world. Yeah. And you just, you know, try and uh, Always do as well not- as you can. You know, we all we all work hard in parts, and then we have a bit. Of, yeah. You know, we have downtime, yeah. whatever. But I think there are all, there are people working harder than us, oh. and we're probably working harder than some people think yeah. sometimes. But I always think you're never going to get to eighty years old 
if you weigh as much as me. No, you're never going to get to 80 years old and think, I wish I'd worked a bit harder. No, exactly. So... And I was, like, it's the same thing, you know, people say, oh, you're doing this and doing that. Like, I was a painter and decorator, you know. I yeah. left school to be a painter and decorator at 16. I worked on the open cast, so we were working six till six, Monday to Friday, then going training for Neath, and then work six till 12 on a Saturday and go and play against Bath or Cardiff or Scarlet. Do you still yeah. dabble in a bit uh, of paint and decorating? No, I'm no. absolute rubbish. I knew my days were numbered <laughs> when I was in a, a job and with my mate and I, he was the paper hanger and I was the kind of paster and I pasted <laughs> the wrong side of the anaglypta so I kind of knew my days were numbered. <laughs> 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 You've got a lovely tan on you anyway. Where have Thank you, been? you. I just I just came back from a family holiday to Bali. So um took all the kids over there because they're all kind of living all over the country now and working. So we just had a chance to get together and go away. And you so you That's nice, you yeah. trump flats up on you really because Well yeah, because I went there for a I went there for a honeymoon, like the most holiday of a lifetime, and Jiffy just took all fifteen of his kids there. <laughs> yeah, just for something to do. Just somewhere to go and yeah, fully farm was, was There was, there was a, a celebrity board up there, shot uh, a flat. I didn't see you up there. Even oh. Scott Staniforth was up there, even, and you weren't even up there, love. I could take him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I could Scott take him. Stanifor. I know. Yeah. Blast from the past. I'll have his head off. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose you're, you're sort of more famous now that you're a media mogul. What I, what I, the way I look at it is that who remembers, who remembers that Martin Bayfield was a British Lion? You forget. He's just now someone who... Did he play rugby? Exactly, right? Exactly. Did he? Stuart Barnes was one of the best fly halves yeah. in England. And people don't remember that now. They, they respect him for what he does now. Yeah. And that's what I'm clinging on to, that one day somebody will respect me for what I do now, because I wasn't that good. That's a great story, because I remember we played golf a few years ago, and uh, my kids were there, and Gary Lineker kind of played in the golf tournament, and my kids yeah. went, Dad, 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 is that guy off the crisps advert? Yeah. Exactly what you say. You know, it's like, he wasn't the you know, greatest score scorer yeah. England had. Well, I, I, get, I get... Mistake. I've said it before in this pod. I had it last weekend. I did. Um, I commentated on La Rochelle against Gloucester, which was an ama- amazing occasion. Actually, the atmosphere there was. I've not been there before. It was brilliant and a really, really gorgeous town as well. But it was people recognizing me. I mean, I think I had to say I had five would be underselling it. Recognizing me as Trevor Woodman, who played for Gloucester, and yeah. I didn't. Not only to play for Gloucester, but he was beside the pitch in his kit coaching Gloucester at the time when they're saying, Trevor, can I have a photo, please? And these people are ardent Gloucester fans in their shirts. We've done what I did, which was t- takes three cars and two planes uh-huh. to get to La Rochelle I mean, in the West Country. It's painful. You've looked nothing like Trevor Woodman. Nothing like it. He's in great shape. Boris Stankovic. Yeah, Boris Stankovic. Omid Jarley. Yeah, yeah, one of the baddies in Taken. I have Nigel Owens. Everywhere I go. Oh, yeah, great, yeah. Re- great, great ref in. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I'm just fed up now saying it's not, yeah, I'm not Nigel. Just take it, yeah. People like Nigel. That's the main that. thing. That's the yeah. main thing. So in that uh, La Rochelle Gloucester game, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Richard Hibbard got one got one right in the um, ghoulies. In the yeah. cobblers. In the cobblers. My old man used to call him. <laughs> got Jim. one in the ghoulies and the good ref. Old, good old Jim. That's yeah, good old Jim. Big Jim Shanklin. I used to watch Jim play London Welsh Nethley, Boxing Day, big crowd. Son of Jim. Is it right to think that he possibly inspired you? To become what you did. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. that was part of it. But I, I did actually go and watch Slethley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had a good side. They did London Welsh, Mervyn Davis. Oh yeah. John Taylor. God rest their soul. Yeah. And then you got London um, Who else was playing for them? Gerald. George JPR, Dawes. What a team. John Dawes. John Dawes. John Dawes. I said George. Neil Bennett. Come with the scrum half was. They were a brilliant side. Yeah. And the second rows was uh, North William guy. What's his name now? Mike Roberts. Mike Roberts. 
absolutely yeah. a really good side to watch. And Scarlett's had JJ, Andy Hill, Roy Berger, Ray Gravel, Phil Bennett, Cunnells, Delmi Thomas. Brilliant. Gone of those days now, Packed out. Yeah. With my dad on the terrace. On the terrace. Quality. The one-eyed Scarlett's fans. Brilliant. Those are the days. Yeah. Um, on the way up here, literally through, just as I drove past the Mumble sign down there, this big jag drove past me and the number plate was two JPR and I didn't get a look at the driver. Oh. Any chance? Is he still banned? <laughs> <laughs> Is everything in his mouth? I don't know if it was him. I don't know if it was him. Let's hope it wasn't him, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Hibbard got punched. Uh, Johnny, Johnny and Gobi, the big second row, whacked him in the nuts and then he... Hibbard rightly went down. Now, I've watched this. I don't know if it hit him actually in the nuts. Or the guts or the nuts. Yeah, he got, yeah, he got yeah. punched, though, didn't he? He yeah. didn't get punched. He got punched by a 25-stone yeah. man. Yeah, yeah he, dro- he went down. He went down. Rightly, I mean, that would have hurt if you're not expecting it. And then someone said, oh, he, he's grabbing the other guy's nuts beforehand. But he's, he's just mauling and he's just got hold of his short, whatever. Nothing in that. That's what it's called, is it? Grabbing nuts, mauling. Mauling, yeah. Screw yeah. gripping. So he, so he, excuse me, so the referee then tells him off for diving and says you're in the wrong sport. And then, so all the referees make mistakes. I mean, who cares, right? But um, one guy tweeted me that uh, the referee should be ashamed of himself, something like that. And he blames Nigel Owens for all these witty one-liners. It's nice. So Nigel Owens indirectly got the blame for this ref making a mistake the other day. I mean, what is going on? I know. It's just ridiculous. When we, we had Clive Norlin, Derek Bevan, um, Fred Howard, also the English boys, you know, a lot of the, uh, the Irish referees. We had a good chat to them throughout the mm. game, you know. You just got to, you know, keep it kind of real, have a laugh. I don't see many people smiling anymore on the pitch, no. do you? Because it's their job and their livelihood, I understand that. But, you know, you've got to... It's you, good for people got to enjoy well. it. Yeah. Oh, you've got to enjoy makes it far more entertaining. As a player, you know, now that we're all ex-players, you've got to appreciate what a privileged lifestyle you've got as a player, mm. and you've got to try and enjoy it. Mm. So it's... Um, and if the referee, you know, helps you enjoying that, and you get on with it, and you have a chat with him, because you run, when you run to a, a scrum or a line-out, most of the half-backs will have a word in and say mm. something. So mm. it's just normal banter. you yeah. just got to keep it real, man. You know, just... Everyone's just so serious. Yeah, and social media, it's a joke, oh, isn't yeah. it? Oh, mate, it kicks off, doesn't oh, it? I wanted to talk to you about social media because... You two get trolled. Well, no, it's, it's, as soon as you... I, I find, I mean, you know, as soon as you're on social media and you, if you're commentating, if you're commentating on a, you know, a Pro 12 game or I'm doing a Premiership game, now and again, people, lots of people will write nice things because anyone can text you now, effectively, and some people will write horrible things. Then as soon as you commentate on an international match... Holy shit. So I've now got a rule that after an international match, it's not that I won't tweet, but I won't read my comments after an international because I don't need the praise and I don't need the insults. Flats is really biased though in his, in his commentary. <laughs> he gets picked I, up I, on the top. I, like, can, I, can, I can give you examples, right? It's, uh, if, if you're doing England-Wales, for example, right? you have nine million viewers, right? Mm. And it's all emotional. Twitter's all emotion. Yeah. You just say whatever you think at the time. And everyone's absolutely... Because it's a Friday night as well. It's, it makes it worse because everyone's been on it most of the day on the, on the beer. But I could say 50% would say I've been biased towards Wales and 50% would say I've been biased towards England. Yeah. Okay? So yeah. I just introduce them to each other. But you don't yeah. mind that. It's the abuse you get. You understand. And the one thing I don't like is, yeah, you take it on the chin. You know, you've been in and done it. It's your opinion. Like I said, opinions are like assholes, right? Everyone's mm. going. That's yeah. for me. And and if you if you give an opinion, then people react to it. What I don't like, and is someone maybe in your own profession, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Know, that's what I don't like. Is I I've never ever slagged another broadcaster off. Yeah. You don't like everyone. You don't respect anyone. But 
you know, you're not going to slag them off because that's their profession. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you got to. That's when it roils me a little bit. Is when someone who's been doing the same job or doing the same job has a little pop at you. You know Boston what I'm saying? Really? Yeah. No, just <laughs> everyone really. It's just. It's. A, you know, I've been doing this for twenty years now, right? Mm. And it has changed. Wow. It has changed a lot, you know. But the. the Games change, players have changed, attitudes have changed, but the biggest thing has been social media. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, a lot of... It's changed the world. It has. It's mm. just absolutely... When you look at something like um, golf, for example, that lady golfer who lost the US Open because she didn't put the ball back in the same place and some guy on television reported her, you know what I, I mean? I literally only know Laura Davis. No, okay, golf. wasn't <laughs> her anyway. So, uh, and the same thing, I saw Patrick Harrington get... Um, he disqualified himself then because he did something I was going his ball moved or something while he was yeah, over the putt yeah. but to the naked eye right no one saw it some sad bloke on the end of you know, watching a computer in Australia somewhere said it moved and you watch it in super slow-mo yeah 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 just because you've got sometimes it's just a little bit of common sense as well but sometimes like just a, a short reply helps with you yeah. doesn't it like, like he's really good at it. door knob yeah Except for yeah. leave, the dick. Door just leave the door out. Leave the door out. Reply to someone, dick or yeah. knob. Yeah. But I, I don't says it all, what I don't understand is they can have a pop of me, but I, I'm not yeah. supposed to have a pop yeah, of them. You're not allowed because you're on telly. Yeah, and I get yeah. into trouble then. Oh, it's, it I also relieves the boredom off. as well, doesn't it? Oh, it's brilliant sometimes, you know. Just because if you if you really wanted to say what you really thought, right, you would be sucked. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, but it's like you just got to try and be a little bit clever about it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't got an insight into your world this week because I got, I, I did something about the Lions tour on uh, on the launch on Wednesday. And I said about all the Scots, and I said that if you if I said as a team, Scotland play, I play well mm. in the Six Nations and they've they perform well. But if you mark those individuals against the Lions players going already, mm. they've made I think the right calls. It's very different. And that's, and yeah. that's my opinion. Collectively, they played well. Yeah. Like, and also, if you're going to be Gatland, and if it's going to be a 50-50 call, Gatland has got to come back and coach Wales. And I think yeah. that he knows what those players are capable of because he's worked with them. Yeah. So, And there's not a lot of time to, I suppose, with with the players before the, the test. So it's, um, it is it is always going to be kind of a contentious you know, topic because you've got a guy who's been coaching Wales for the last... So any 50-50 yeah. call, whatever he goes or not, he's going to upset the Welsh players or he's going to upset the Scottish players. He also knows them better. He yeah. knows them a yeah. hundred times better, so it's and, natural. And I, yeah, and I think a lot of them are... A few of the Welsh boys are lucky that they... You know, have gone on. Too, yeah. yeah. But and the Scot- you're right, I think the Scottish boys... If you look... You, you mentioned the, the Grey brothers, brilliant yeah. players, right? But if jo- one guy, John Joel Osprey, doesn't go... You know, there's no complaint for the two Grey brothers because Launchbury's been better than those two. I think yeah. Finn Russell uh, and Dan Bigger was a, was a close call um, between one of those two going. But yeah. he's obviously gone with well, he's not, what he knows. Um, right, we get a lot of questions, Jeff, on Twitter. And go on, like, well, John Roberts right, wants to know, will you ever go into coaching? Or has, have you ever turned down offers coaching in union or league? I, um, well, um, once I was approached by Bath... Oh yeah, um, I think he might have been still playing flats. To be honest, I remember when uh, was this uh, Savaili scored a last minute try to save you from relegation. Oh, with Savaili, yeah, yeah. Who was at the Osprey for a bit as well? Yeah, he was there. Yeah. I think Gareth, yeah. uh, Gareth Cooper did a break and put him down. That's the right, shot. down the blind side. Yeah, yeah so, I remember yeah. watching. I had a phone call then with um, Mr. Brownsword, I, and I yeah. met. I met with him. I said, "Would I mind?" <laughs> What's his surname? Brownsword. Yeah, he used to own the club. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Here we are, see, yeah. Sharks. He created Hallmark cards. Yeah, he did. 
So uh, mm. he's one of maybe the first English benefactors, wasn't he? I yeah. So, uh, Shanks is still laughing at Brown's. He's calling Poo Dagger. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear? Yeah. He's, great, yeah. he's a genuinely great fella. He I, is I a, actually, he's I, a good bloke. I sort of, I've got a little dinner party, posh dinner party for older people that he's at now. Yeah. And he's great company. But when you see really him good. giving my regards, oh, really nice guy. So I was approached yeah, by yeah. him to kind of say, look, will you come and uh, oversee Bath? Because uh, they had the all the Aussies in charge then. Yeah, yeah. And would I, yeah, and would I come yeah. and uh, just have a look at uh, and just keep an eye on everyone, oversee it? No, oh, look, yeah, at the time, it wasn't right for me. But yeah. that was that's the only time I've ever had the, the offer to come in. I've considered it, um, but you know, you're not just going to stroll into a job. I wouldn't do that. You know, I wouldn't put myself in that position, mm. um, if, even if someone offered it to me. But I would, I wouldn't mind going in somewhere and saying, right, I'll be a kind of a technical advisor, stand yeah. back, watch what's going on, see what, how they're trying to play and look at individual players on how they can better themselves and what they need to work on and watch and have a tactical overview on it and, and things like that. And maybe, you know, from uh, in the 16s, yeah. Yeah. age group up or even to the, the you know, the, maybe the national side. So. There was someone, again, on social media a couple of years ago, I was in a, someone was tweeting me and Austin Healy and said some Austin was having a pop at somebody and Austin was dead right. I forget what he said, but so-and-so wasn't good or whatever it was. And he was dead right. And and this guy said, it's always easy for you to say from your, whatever is your warm studio, you haven't got the balls to go and be a coach, you haven't got the courage. And he said, actually, and I thought, it's actually not, I don't want to be a coach. It's not about that. Oh. It's actually, it doesn't interest me. I've got, oh. you know, if you, you've played in massive games. I've scrummaged against gorillas. We've all got the courage. We'll run yeah. into big people. Yeah. But it's not about that. It's about, and it's not, I'm not worried. You know, it, it just doesn't interest me. Looking at laptops it's and coaching well. doesn't, oh. yeah, it doesn't interest me at all. I, I, when I, when, you've, when yeah. you've finished playing in a long career and you think the last thing I wanted to do was be on a rugby pitch, in my tracksuit, doing it again, and then actually not playing. So when when that decision came to go and do something else, that's what happened. I just didn't fancy it at the time, and yeah. I've been lucky that I I haven't really thought about it. But you do look at people, you know, Di Young and Phil Davis and Robert Howley and players I played with, right? God, you know, the strain and they've, the stress, and they're so comfortable when they're not in that environment. Yeah. They're so much happier. It's kind of well, yeah. it's, it's t- 10 months of the year as a player, but it's, m- it's more than half for a coach. It's oh, yeah. got a, you know, and there's, there's no there. days off as a coach. Oh, I, remember, right? I, remember, I remember towards the end, we used to have Wednesdays off, right? It's so Wednesdays off. And we used to walk through the club on a Wednesday morning, about half nine, ten, to go for a brekkie with all the lads in Bath. And the coaches' cars would be there. And they're planning for the next week. Mm. And Friday afternoon, team run, have a bit of lunch and go home. And they're having a meeting, planning, doing line-outs for next week. It's yeah. like, jeez. You know, I don't, just I don't think the same enjoyments anymore. Because you know, I, I remember talking yeah. to one of the... The Cardiff players, Cardiff Blues players, years and years ago, and, he, and I said, "Look, you know, what's how do you keep yourself motivated?" He said, "He said uh, Saturday's like a Monday now. That's not right, is it? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, if the if the spark has gone, yeah, it's just like a. I think people. I'll be Nugget as well. If yeah, no, no. If <laughs> you're, if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're lucky, if you're happy in your work." And I think, you know, the majority yeah. of people aren't happy in their work. But as a, as a sportsman, rugby player, yeah. if you enjoy your job, you've got to pack it in, mate, and wait till you finish. And then you yeah. get, get welcome to the real world. Yeah. Right. Andrew Nicholson on Twitter. Uh, you, you, do you know Andrew Nicholson? No. TWL? No. Should oh, I know him? Yeah, you, you, probably, you probably know him. He's a Panathian. Oh, is he? Okay. One of my crew. Oh, um, is he? Okay. <laughs> do you find it difficult? One of the mob, is he? Yeah. 
from the Riviera. Do you find it difficult being a pundit and friends with the same rugby players you have to be critical about? No, well, the players now, you know, I'm different generation, so I don't know any of them. It's difficult when you, you know, I played with Robert Howley and yeah. Di Young and all these, and maybe in the coaching right. front Is, of it. Do you find it difficult to be critical of the coaches? No, no because I think it's... Job. You look at it, right? First of all, you look at it as a player and you look at it then when you've been in that environment. When journalists come involved and when uh, fans come involved, they can just give a throwaway line, right? Not knowing, you know, what, what they're trying to achieve and what's going to happen uh, if they get the sack and everything. So, you know, it's a, if, if things go bad, sack the coach. You don't look at the players. You can't sack 15 players. We can no. sack the coach. So that's it. So it's ways of saying it, you know. It's, they put themselves under pressure, the coaches, and they know, and I, you know, I, I big, biggest good, um, problem with me with Rob Howley is the fact that I don't understand why Liam Williams doesn't play full back. Yeah. We don't score enough tries, and yet the most potent yeah. player yeah. is on the wing. And, and I think with Lee Halfpen, he's a the better winger than the full back. We don't so, score tries from kick receipts, do we? You know, we don't do anything, do we? We don't score tries. Yeah. We don't look from set. We don't attack from set piece because yeah. they say we can't score from set piece. Well, that's the best place to score. Just look at New Zealand. You know, play flat against even a, they can score with one pass from a set piece. Mm. Yeah. When Bowden Barrett hits the ball flat, and he and the, the scrum half of the wing forward can't get to him. So, mm. you have to be careful, and you can't make it personal. That's the only thing. But you have to say what you think. One to keep your credibility because if you start going down that route of oh, I can't say this because I might upset him and he's my mate you've had it you've got a short career in broadcasting yeah. so you've got to keep your credibility and when I was playing people forget Phil Bennett and Barry John had a go at me ex-players had a go at me yeah. and you take it on the chin you move on you respect their decisions sometimes you listen to it and sometimes you don't listen to what they say so no you've got to say what you think you know Paul Williams um, yeah, yeah. Rugby pundit, used to, I think he still works for Scottish Slayers, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a um, uh, marketing guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's got a question on, on Twitter. What do you make of Bowden Barrett and could he hold a return of the quick outside half? Yeah, I don't see, I, I, I can't see why you know, the the end of the quick outside halves kind of when it happened, you know. But it's still there, like Billy Burns going intercept try at the weekend. Yeah, he can go. And, um, you know, there's a lot of but he is different. He, he knows how to use his pace. Yeah. That's the difference with Bowden Barrett. He can look up and say, right, you know, he knows when to hit the ball flat. He knows when to hit the ball kind of a little bit deeper and go on the outside shoulder. He also knows how to run an inside line yeah. to hold the bigger forwards. Yeah. So he's clever and he he is just brilliant. His, his acceleration is, is, is tremendous. And he will be, you know, maybe New Zealand's biggest asset, you know, when the Lions go down there. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, hopefully because... There is in international rugby. There is no substitute for pace. Mm. Absolutely no substitute for pace. And uh, I think that hopefully, you know, the the more the more players you have with genuine speed, you know, I think the better equipped you are mm. of beating sides. Here's uh, one for you. Daniel Evans wants to know again from Twitter: best player you've played with in league and union. Daniel Evans at the Bath Chronicle rugby writer. Um, Tap on his thing. Yeah. Go. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, you know, I've been lucky. I I played. We'll some, answer it then. I played some brilliant, you know, class players. Even on rugby league, you look at. I played with people like uh, against Malmeninga, Andrew Johns, yeah. Darren Lockyer, Gene Miles, Wally Lewis. Yeah. Uh, all these players. Yeah, they Gordon were just, Tallis. Gordon Tallis. They My just. Papawati. No, they played against uh, <laughs> the. Brown Sword. <laughs> <laughs> 
one of your regrets biggest so, regret yeah, yeah that'd be exciting that'd be a thrill but um, <laughs> that's, that's just I think with you know I played with Lawrence Delaney I played with Martin Johnson yeah um, Howley you know played with Campisi yeah, I've been very fortunate in both courts to play with the, you know, the best players in the world if I played the one guy I, I really thought was for me the best player I, I ever played with was, was Terry Holmes Really? Yeah. Okay. He was absolutely immense to play with. Yeah. And um, yeah, I didn't think he could he'd keep the back row honest because if they stepped away f- you know, from there, he was big enough and hard enough to score tries. He'd make a last-ditch tackle, you know, he'd make a bone-crunching tackle to turn the match. And uh, for me, he was... And he didn't play in the greatest side as well, so I think that he was absolutely immense. And then Andy Farrell in the top five... Best mm. players I've ever played with the either code. Really? Um, Talent or mindset? Both. Mm. He had the skills, you know, he had he could kick, he kick goals, he kicked, you know, line kicks, he'd smash tackles, you know, he'd lead from the front, but he had the deafness of, you know, hands as well and, and he read the game very well. Um maybe the best player is Andrew Johns I True. ever I ever saw play. Yeah. The Australian scrum off. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, freaky good. Yeah. Um, there's a question about a fly half specific one you mentioned Andy Farrell and it's indirectly related to Owen yeah. it's not about Owen actually it's about George Ford um, watching Bath play against uh, Paris at the weekend and there's a kick to win it and I'm I'm absolutely a believer that you don't blame the game the goal kicker for missing a last minute kick because I wouldn't kick it I wouldn't have the energy to kick it and all that stuff but yeah. I do there are question marks. There, there, I think there are no question marks, as far as I'm aware, about George Ford as an attacking fly half. I, when, he's, when they're on the front foot and he's playing and getting that ball to the line and giving late yeah. passes, he's just joy to watch. Just love watching him. But then defensively, he's not a big guy, but there are times when he gets brushed off, I think, a bit too easily. Yeah. But I just think at the, those big moments, I watched that kick and someone tweeted it and I always think it's the sort of thing I wouldn't tweet because it doesn't mean anything no. and it's needlessly offensive. Nevertheless, I did agree with it, so I'm a hypocrite because I, I looked at that and the first thing I thought was before he kicked it, Owen Farrell would kick this. And will George kick it? We don't know. And he missed it. So I just wonder, he doesn't have to goal kick for England because Owen's there, which is, which is handy. Yeah. But I just wonder when it comes to the big events, the big dance, as a fly half, do you watch him and think he's the guy you would pick or would you be looking at Farrell all day long? Well, it's just... It, it... It says a lot of the quality of George is when England play him 10 and Farrell 12. Yeah. Because you're right, when he's on the front foot, there's, there's not a better standoff in, in the British Isles mm. to open up defences. He runs, takes a ball to the line, he balls in two hands, he has runners at either side. He's, he's yeah. And he picks off the forwards, you know, very well. Yeah, there is, you know, he's not the the most consistent kicker. And you can see maybe it, he's not comfortable Whereas Faz is totally different. You look at him, he's hard-nosed, but mm. basically he's just a better kicker. Same mm. thing with, if you look at you know, Johnny Wilkerson, Neil, Neil Jenkins, best two kickers maybe you've ever seen. Then you've got Lee Halfpenny. Yeah, it's just a, it's a mindset. You know you say you don't want to do it um, flat, it's because you don't practice it. As a kicker, I knew if it was a kick to win the match, it was up to me to step up and do it. And if you miss a kick, I don't really care. What I don't like is, say, when you're setting up a drop goal to win the match, and then the outside half doesn't organise it and control it, yeah, because yeah. you're thinking, yeah, you, look, you were there to win that game, mate. The fours have put you in the position. You've got to step up and bang it over. And I remember I played against Wasps in the uh, Heineken Cup once, and uh, we scored three tries. Howley scored a couple. Um, we were lo- I missed six 
penalty kicks, right? Mm. We should have been way out of sight and we were losing by two points. And then last minute, like, ball comes back to me. Only thing I could do is drop a goal, hit it, right? Eyes closed, went over. We win by a point, right? Mm. I missed six kicks. Because you forget about those six. If it, if it affects your confidence, yeah. I'd be going, oh, I'm not going to miss a drop goal. Yeah. Cause it's yeah, and I was yeah. coming back in the bus and then my mum rang me, right? And I said, uh, see the game, mum? She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think? She said, oh, got yourself out of the shit again, didn't you? <laughs> when, you say when you say your mum rang you, you had to pull over to services. Yeah, this is a really good question, actually, on, from a guy called Rob Sherrington, right? He wants to know, what current home nations, international players, so let's say Wales, because 2v1 here and we're in Swansea, would benefit technically from a season or two in rugby league? I think... <clears throat> Hang on, what players would benefit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, so like, you know, when you see rugby league and you see the phase players going across the line, yeah. you see yeah, the yeah. reason they're doing I look at I look at England, right? And I look at that axis of 10, 12. Yeah. And when they're on the front foot, you can see that they've been brought up in the rugby league environment. When yeah. they hold fences so so honest, right? With George, Ford yeah. and, uh, and Farrell. And they're, again, the two passes that, unfortunately, put Elliot Daly to score against... Wales, England, Wales this year came from George and from Owen Farrell. Yeah, yeah. They're on the button, made him run onto it. So there's those skills that they've been taught as as youngsters. If you look, I think a lot of them would. It's never ever going to happen because they can't jump from one sport to the other now. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at someone like George Ford, if he run different angles, um, Mike Brown, you know he would hit hit the line and pass. Um, once he's hit the line, mm. all the backs would would all the backs would improve because they 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 hold defenders by running inside shoulders. But that's with the coaches that you know they have now. That shouldn't be an issue because they should be working on that. If they see him crabbing across the field and cutting the space out for the yeah. winner, then they should be working on the inside shoulder all the time because defenses make so much about defense. You know, defenses dictating games. Defense. If you got more defenders than attackers you blitz if you've got less you push and drift mm. and that's it and so the defenders now look to me far more confident than the attackers as mm. if, they, if you've got a ball in hand as if they're panicking whereas yeah. you should be it should be the other way around the attackers should be putting the, in the defenders where they want to be to create space for the outside players yeah. Yeah. so it's just a mindset of can the, can the inside centre manage a defence when he's got an overlap to put his winger away and that, the answer should be yes but unfortunately they're not now because you know, they get throwing miss one passes mm. and all that so there's it's when you look at like if you look at Saracens and Bath like phase play you can see like rugby league all across that back line you know they use two two dummy runners the ball player takes it up flat puts it behind there's always the a couple of waves isn't there yeah but you have but they're, they're what, a lot of teams try and do that but Speaking from a as a bloke who used to worry about defending these things, it's very often very easy to defend that because the blokes who are in the front line never look like getting the ball. It's the guys that actually, yeah. when you've got a really good ten or twelve, yeah. it's the fact those boys yeah. not only good actors but they know they might get yeah. it. But yeah. it, they yeah. could do anything. Ten or twelve yeah. could do anything. They could deliver any pass. Yeah. So you've got to be on it. If you're running two plays like that though, in two in two ways, you've got two opportunities there, and only waiting for someone to step out the line or someone to yeah. make a bad decision. Yeah, you've got to ask the question. Like yeah. with, again with Wales and Scotland this year, the difference was Scotland asked questions of the Welsh defence yeah. and they did the wrong decisions whereas Wales didn't ask any questions of the Scottish no. defence and that was the difference for two tries the, the defender came in and did the wrong move so yeah. that, was, that was the problem so but with also the dummy runners don't um, the dummy runners 
don't think that they're important in the in the runs. Yeah. But you know, in, in rugby league we used to go, right, okay, Demi Ryan should run through it. And if he wasn't conscious, right, we'd throw the pass straight in his face. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't it was not supposed to come to me. You're on the pitch, mate. Yeah. You're on the decoy runner. Yeah. If you you know, if if the decoy isn't working and the and the defender pushes on away from you, you're having it. Yeah. And that's what you're that's what you're saying, Flats, is that's where ten and twelve are good because yeah. they can pop it to him and then he hits a line. Yeah, so well, it's, a once, uh, right, playing against um, Australia <coughs> A on tour in 2010, I, uh, Charlie Hodgson, I think, was playing 10 for us, England A or Saxon, whatever it was, dirt trackers, and playing against Aussie A. And Jane, the two things that I remember from that game, one was that they had a new fullback called James O'Connor, uh-huh. yeah. and we said he's tiny and he's getting to him, he won't like it up him, and he scored a hat-trick and got taken off after 50 minutes. <laughs> um, he was absolutely immense, and he was battering people as well. And <coughs> the other thing I remember was that we were doing it. We had to run like the front, the first phase, the front, the front. The, basically, me and I think it was like Dan Cole or someone had to run the dummy line in front. They put it behind us, and it just wasn't working because we weren't. We were never getting the ball. It was never on. So I remember saying to Charlie Hodgson, "I'm going to put my hands up like I'm not getting it, and then give it to me." And I just I'd seen Kevin Sorrell do it at Sarri's once, and I said, "No, no, 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 no!" Put my hands up, and he gave it to me, and I went straight through, and it was golden. And I was I was clean through, and I made about six meters because they took me that the guy that long to turn. Curly Beal, it was. He turned and caught me in about six meters. Do you, do you know what's interesting, right? The, the, the best thing the, I ever the did. The dummy runners that make the most noise don't often get it. It's the know. ones that don't make a noise. Yeah, are the ones that, that tend to get it. Yeah. Charlie Hodgson was a great player. He was, yeah. he was another guy oh, you could yeah. take a ball to the line. I used to wonder. Sorry, Shanks. I used to sorry. look at Charlie. You will be. I will be in a minute. I used to look at Charlie and think, what he does better than almost anyone else is he can, it sounds really obvious, he can run dead straight at the line and deliver a pass late, but he can deliver a good, accurate, wide pass without drifting toward, with the yeah, pass. Yeah. Keep his, he can keep his, effectively hit straight, hit straight totally and right. give that pass. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's, right. so, that's, so that's the end of my knowledge of that. Isn't it, another question from David Harvey, right, Jeff? He wants to know, he watched your debut at Witness. Um, have you let go of Andy Curry's hand yet? Does that make sense? Lovely hit on Jiffy when he chipped ahead. Oh, Andy Currier? Yeah. It says, has he let go of Andy Currier's hand yet? What's that now? I don't I know. I don't know. Andy Currier's a great player. I played with him in London Welsh. In London Welsh, great yeah. player. Adge. Yeah. Funny as hell. He'd only, do, he'd only go make an outside break on one, like, right to left oh, or so something He like was that. one of the laziest players ever. Yeah. You know, he'd always he'd, he'd be offside all the time. He'd, you know, he's, but what a player. You know, he went to Australia and Killed it over there, smashed Did it. He? But uh, yeah, that was. I think uh, you know they because I was smaller. Like the two centres in Widnes in '91 were all were six foot four, six foot mm-hmm. five. John, Andy Carrier and uh, Darren Wright. Oh, then no. you had John Devereux and Alan Tate. Yeah. And then you had Martin Afire. So one of yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, it was a big backline. But uh, yeah, maybe I did. You know, it's always nice when you have those boys around you when you have make What's, a debut because yeah. it's a bit nerve wracking. What's your greatest rugby league try, mate? Best try scored rugby league. Uh, that's special. I think I think that's maybe people class it as the best because it was on television. It was against yeah. Australia and it was in Wembley and we won the test. So that's when. Who was there fifteen? Because he was going to be the quickest man. Fred Mullins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was, he was caught up in a tackle earlier on. See, and he was like had a little bit of a, a go with um, Alan Hunt. Okay. So he's a little bit out of the position. Yeah, so yeah. They notice those things. Smoked him. Yeah. Smoked him. And then the, Halifax away has scored two tries. Ray French goes there. The best tries you ever scored. I went, yeah. oh, thanks, Ray. <laughs> He knows a bit or two, uh, one or two things about yeah, rugby league. Take those then. Yeah. Um, do you, do you, I mean, 
you haven't played for a long time, same as us, or longer than us, of course, but you know, you, it's not that you miss playing, I'm sure you don't, but, or you maybe do, but the one thing I always think that can't quite be replicated is going on tour, and the tours towards the end of my career weren't as fun as the tours at the beginning, but it's kind of like when, and this is the sort of thing that our listeners, you know, both of them, uh, might not like to hear, but when one of the first things you asked me is, are you going to New Zealand? And I said, no, no way. And the truth is, I don't, I don't want to go to New Zealand. I don't want to go away for five or six weeks because it won't be a proper tour because I'll be with some mates, not all my mates, and whatever. I'd rather stay in London and watch the games yeah. here and do, you know, not that we're in London now, but work here and whatever. Like with me. Like with you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, you know, so there, there are certain opportunities over there, but I actually, I actively don't really want to go. I'd rather be here. But I do miss being on tour and rooming with my mates and getting on the lash on a Wednesday night and, and all that. Do you? Who was your, who was like your best roommate? I shared a room with Joe Lydon for six weeks. Really? In, oh, New, in New Zealand. Did you understand the word he said? Yeah, he's brilliant. You know, he's brilliant. Like, you know, and uh, Dennis Young, Dennis Betts. We went to Papua New Guinea. How long? How oh, my God. I, I have been, look at these places. I have toured Tonga, <laughs> Samoa, um, Fiji, Papua New Guinea, New Zealand, Rugby League and Rugby Union. Yeah. Um, so those are the... How long oh. would the tour be? Back in well, it would days? be uh, only six, eight weeks. Quite long still, though. Uh, yeah, not too yeah. bad, but you could you could relax and enjoy yourself. You could, as, as Flat said, you know, we'd play on a Saturday, you know, we'd travel maybe on a Monday, too. We'd, we'd have a go and have a few pints on a, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, yeah. and just, just enjoy it and see the country. You know, it was just brilliant, brilliant fun, sharing... You know, sharing a room with someone like Dickie Moriarty or Roland Phillips, who's off his head, like yeah. you know, and then oh, yeah. just great, great fun, great banter. Mark Ring and Glenn Webb, yeah. uh, you know, they were two characters, but it's uh, I just really enjoyed touring, it was great. You know, you know, you'd see the see a little bit of the country and have a really get to know your you know, your fellow players because you could yeah. relax. And enjoy a few points in a, in yeah. a kind of... And we were getting smashed in New Zealand as well, mate. We lost the two tests by 50 points. Join so. the club, mate. I know. Not many people haven't, not many people haven't been back. You've got your tracksuits on for the hat, oh, haven't done it. President of that club. Yeah, oh, it's a shock. Yeah. But I do... I do, I do I you're right, I don't miss playing. Because I, I wanted to play every week. You know, I look mm. at the boys now and they go, oh, like, you know, I, need, I can't play Saturday and then can't play the, the following Saturday. I understand it's a lot more physical, but then again, you got to look after your players. I wanted to play every weekend if I could, if I wasn't yeah. injured. I remember playing against um, New Zealand in a Test match on a sat one, one Saturday up in Leeds. I was driving home and Dougie Lawton, the witness coach, said, "Oh, great game, lad. Get yourself in the bath you now. Nice warm bath. Relax. You're playing against Oldham tomorrow." <laughs> so I turned up, played New Zealand on a Saturday, Oldham away on a Sunday, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, and I was what the was. I was in 30 then okay. and then you go like when it's uh, when it's a uh, bit close you know when you've won the match I'll, I'll take you off 68 minutes right I'm still <laughs> on right I'm looking at him every time I looked over to put my number up he turned away <laughs> he turned away so I remember I said I think it's a full bag he's a bit slower than me old I said I took a miss one off a scrum yeah. off uh, the stand of Tony Myler I went outside the full bag and I scored and I said that's it John fucking going off and I walked in <laughs> but you play off. Saturday and Sunday yeah. you yeah. know but this I mean this happened when we were when we were at Sarri's Shanks I'd I played, I think it came off the bench, but I played, I can't remember how long, but quite a significant amount of time. 
Saturday like a f- evening, so a four or five o'clock kickoff for England against Argentina at Twickenham. Yeah. Drove home that night, had a hot bath, and started against Saints the next day. I played against Saints at Watford the next day with Julian White. And it's an international and a premiership game, Saturday, Sunday, and no one ever mentioned it. Exactly. It's really gone wrong, mate. It should be cold bath now. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know why my shoulders exploded. That's it, mate. But because we wanted to play, and it's just... It's great crap. Oh, you've got to play. That's why I don't miss playing, because... I played a lot of rugby and I wanted to play, but as players who are, you know, I might not play, you know, I might take this weekend off, they might miss it. And that's when it, you know, when you do finish playing, we all know how difficult it is to readjust to yeah. normal life yeah, and yeah. trying to get a job. And But that's what they've got to try and do. If, you, if you've done your bit, you've played everything, you've given everything, you've got no regrets, then you can close that chapter and begin another chapter. And I think it's for your mental state, I think that's... You know, that's good. Yeah. Flassie, what have you been up to this week? I haven't asked you that yet. You haven't asked me. We normally ask each other this, Jeff. Offer you listen to it. He did tell me that. He did tell me that. Um, This week, well, last last week I went, what is it? Yeah, I I went shoot, I went on a VIP shooting day. So it was VIP. Keep it, it, like, give us the the brief. I will do, mate. It was VIPs plus me. And um, up at EJ Churchill in High Wycombe near the old Wasp Ground. It's an awesome place. I'm not a massive shooter, but I'm getting into it. And I'm not very accurate, but I like toys. And it's, boy, it's called a boys' toys day. Okay. So it's just boys and their toys. So it was shooting guns, driving supercars and eating barbecues. Right, it was, apart from the fact there was no boats there because we were, you yeah. know, landlocked. Yeah, yeah, It was perfect. And there were helicopter rides. I didn't go in a helicopter, not great with heights. But, you know, supercars, you turn up and there are, there's like the supercharged SVR Range Rovers. There's Jags, Porsches, McLarens, Ferraris, Aston Martins, Bentleys. And you just literally stick your name down for what you want to drive. Yeah. And you get in it with a like a pro driver, and he's like, "Yeah, go." Do you ever just, go on a John Bentley? Just boot it. Yeah, I went there, John. Yeah. It's like just get in it and boot it. And there's no mucking around. It's not like take it easy, take it easy. They take you on roads where you're allowed to go a little bit faster, and then there are certain zones that are like right, slow right down through here, and you're sensible. Yeah, as a school. But you are, you are. I mean, at one point, I was in a hundred and eighty grand Aston Martin, kicking the back out on the A, whatever it was. It was fantastic. But it's weird, they, they, you know, on these shooting days, they take you out the night before, get you all sloshed up on the drink, yeah. and they give you a gun next day. I know, yeah. I was so yeah. drunk once, I, I thought I went shooting, I went in the woods to have a, a was, and I put my pants That's on a the wrong way okay. around. That's a wee. <laughs> and they gave me a gun. We, back in 2003, in, the, in, in 2003, in the World Cup in Australia, we got to stop off at some sort of special forces camp and have a go on the guns. So we had like silencers on MP5s and stuff like that. Um, and we had like handguns and stuff. And there's this big old machine gun. And you can only have it on single fire. You couldn't flick it onto semi-automatic. So you're shooting this target, probably like, I don't know, 20, 30 metres away. And I, uh, Halfway across yeah. George Jiffy's kitchen diner here. Because I played on like Call of Duty. I was really good at like, I knew my <laughs> weapons. It's another thing that's different. I never done those yeah. games when we no, were playing. So I flicked no. it onto automatic. Yeah. Oh. And my finger on the trip. Oh my God, right. There's bullets in the ceiling. I just went from like, <laughs> eye level all the way up to the top. <laughs> yeah. Bollocking. Yeah. Um, that's good my, fun though. It's my only gun story. Did anyone die? Um, and I, w- I went to La Rochelle, as I said, yeah. and people think this old TV lark is all glamour. Well, 3.30 alarm call Saturday morning, a.m., obviously a.m. Saturday morning, and 4 a.m. taxi. Probably didn't go to bed, did you? One flight, Bristol to Amsterdam, two-hour layover, um, but there's delays, so you almost miss your flight. Amsterdam to Nantes, go and have to hire a car, and then do a two-hour drive to La Rochelle, and then have a quick shower and get a taxi to the stadium. So it's three cars, two flights. What car did you get? I got a, um, a little, I got an executive coupe, so it was actually all right. 
but then you go, there's no food because the hotel's like, do you do room service? No. Have you got any food? Can I have some of that food there? No. No. Okay, just unbelievably rude, but quite good fun. That's no in French, yeah? Yeah, it's no yeah, French. And then you do the game, non. which was great. Yeah. The game was great and Gloucester were fab. And then you get back to the hotel at midnight and it's shut. So it's like, right, go to bed, get up at six, three cars, two planes, home at 10 o'clock at night. It's like, it's yeah. just like, not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> but friggin' hell, brutal, I know. brutal. I know. I know. So you come back from the weekend in La Rochelle, and your wife's like, "Do you have a nice time?" Like, well, no. I mean, I enjoyed the game. I like the lads, but it, you know, we had we the weird the weird France game. That's when you lost your voice. Lost my voice. Uh, the cold and I and I didn't. You know, I do like going out. Yeah. Like social animal, but I I did not go out that night. No, no. Legally, uh, have to say that. No, I was right. <laughs> yeah. I had witnesses. Thank Jesus God. Sees. I had real bad cold, and I got to the French uh, start of France, and the. Uh, a guy came around, the doctor on the, on the ground said, oh, we can inject some cortisone into your neck. I said, no, I'm fine, thanks. Well, she told me, I said, well, we will inject cortisone, but it might not work. I said, well, don't worry, I'm not going to have it. And then me and Nugget and Eddie Butler then went, uh, just managed to get our, our flight because remember how long the game went on for? Yeah. You know, the extra 20 minutes at the end. So we just managed to get the flight. No, sorry, delayed. We left at midnight redirected to East Midlands oh. and then straight back from East Midlands I got home at 5am yeah. oh. lovely not glam Savage. it is not glam we, no. we had a question on um, on Whatsapp or not Whatsapp it might have been Facebook Facebook was. or something like that the other oh. week right? it says it was one for me it says question for Tommy can you confirm or deny on a stag do in Krakow about five years ago our party got split up and half the boys bumped into you and you said no photos as you're supposed to be injured and not out on the latch. <laughs> you! True, or were you just being Billy Big Time and too cool for us valley peasants? Right, so what happened, right, is, is my mate stag do and um, I, I told Di Young that I was going to a wedding on Friday, so could I have, um, could I have the day off? Yeah. But really I was going to crack off. <laughs> on, a sta- on, a, on a stag um, and that day in training I sort of pulled my quad muscle as well before before we left so I missed uh, I missed half the training bandaged it up compressed it iced it uh, riced it yeah yeah and um, and then went out to, to crack it and I turned my phone off as well because I thought if anyone foreign ringtone yeah. <laughs> die ring <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway that was all fine until the Sunday when we were coming back and we got to the airport, and the the flight had been cancelled. And the only the next flight, <laughs> the next right. flight, the next flight to Bristol was Tuesday. And I had to be in train on Monday morning. So I'm really shit now. I'm thinking, oh god, I'm gonna have to come clean. I tell them, you know, it wasn't a wedding. I was at Friday. It was my it was my best mate Stag do. Why well, couldn't you say the wedding was in Krakow? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's, so that's that, that was sent, going through. Sent, yeah. yeah, that was going through my Not head. Too but anyway, uh, so anyway, I managed to find a flight. We found a flight to um, what's the other place in in uh, London Poland now? Poland now, not Krakow. Warsaw. Warsaw. Found a flight to Warsaw. There's a few more places there as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Warsaw to to Stansted. Hire a car. Drive oh. to drive to um, Bristol. Drop the hire car off. Get into our car. Drive home. Got to training. Got home about six, got to train about half seven in the morning. So what yeah. are you worried about? Yeah. Yeah. This story's as long as the journey. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Huh? Sorry, is there a punchline? No, it's not. Sorry. Uh, no, it's a genuine question from Gavin Roper. Just set him straight. Yeah. Ropes. Tell the truth. Uh Jiffy, what does it's a question from uh D Flatten of Bath. What does 
um, a typical week look like for you now? So not not this week necessarily, but a typical week. It it, it varies um, depending on you know times of the year. With six Nations, I'll do. Um, you know, I'll do like the international on a Saturday. I'll do a scrum five on a Sunday. Um, catch up with some work on a Monday. I work for a training company in mm-hmm. Cardiff. Also work for a building company, Andrew Scotts in Portalbert. So I either do something for them. Tuesday, then I'll do I'll do a, a chat show in Welsh. Yeah. In the um, an S for S for C. Um, Guess what it's called? It's not called Scrum V, is it? No, it's the other one. Oh. Jonathan show. Oh, the Jonathan show. Oh, of course can't, it is. Can't get rid of me. Can't get rid of me. Can't get rid of me. That's been going for like twelve years now. Yes, yeah, it took them a week to think of that name. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant though. Yeah. Well, you know they can't can't sack me now, can they? No. So, unless they call it Nigel. Yeah. Because he's yeah, on it as well. So then, um, so that's it. That's those are the things. I'll watch a lot of rugby, then catch up on the rugby. Do a bit. I don't know much. You know, like I'm not a big stat person and this and that because I think a commentator says what's happening yeah. and I will roll it to say why it's happening so irrespective of, of all the stats that particular moment in the match is different from you know anything previous so yeah. uh, so that's that's generally what I do and then as the season gets uh, you know maybe this this month now or uh, May with the finals of, of everything gets a little bit slower uh, so I do a bit more work. Try I I do enjoy my golf. Shit load of golf. A couple of golf oh, yeah. as well. Put yeah. a golf in the Royal Puth Goal. Great yeah. course, isn't it? Shanks, yeah, Shanks can't play course, it. Mate. Shanks can't play it. Kills him. Well, Kills I say him. that. Too hard. I come in with a a winning putt. He did last time we played. He did. Well, when I say winning, it was to draw the game, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So non losing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it felt like a win. But no, it's rugby yeah. league as well now. So next oh, yeah. weekend after next, I'm up doing the Challenge Cup, which I really enjoy. Yeah. And again, you know, I get once you get on the social media there. Oh, what what do you know about rugby league? Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you're Welsh. You live in South Wales, and you know you don't uh, you don't know nothing about yeah. rugby league. Yeah. yeah, okay. Man of Steel, Player of the Year twice, Captain of Great Britain, <laughs> played in Australia as well. So um, doesn't matter yeah. where I live. I still watch it and follow it, and I still understand it. So get lost. Yeah, right, boys, we're yeah. gonna have to have a break now, so we can get an advert in. Oh, right. Okay, right. your life in it, Jeff. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. Go on, then. Better the week, um, as you know, partnered by Leo Vegas. Um, you want to get on their website, leovegas.com. I just accused um, off air. I just accused Shanks of cocking up the bet at the weekend, so she'd let me take over. But then he reminded me that we did bet on Claremont to win, and he overruled me because I said Leinster. Yeah, and I said Claremont by six, and I, I feel a little bit disappointed because it's only by five. But Muppets. No, no, I said by four, and it's by five. Oh, yeah, Muppet. You're same, right. same thing. Yeah, same thing. So um, uh, yeah, you take the reins, mate. Yeah, so. Um, if you go on to Leo Vegas, leovegas.com, you can see this bet. We put a bet on every week. We put £25 on, and if we win, that money goes to charity. What's a charity, David? Children in need, Tommy. Yeah. Please make sure you're 18, and terms and conditions do apply. And bet what you can, not what you can't. And when the fun stops... Keep that start. Stop. Stop. You bugger. Um, Get out of town. So we, most of the games we bet on have been either the Aviva or the Heineken. We're going to bet on a Pro 12 this week. Um, Ospreys are playing Ulster when in Rome the Liberty Stadium Jeff why is it so important this game I think whoever loses uh, will not make the top four playoffs Okay, so Mm. it's a a huge game now the Ospreys haven't had a great run of form the last time they played they were pretty much MC hammered by the Blues in the Principality Stadium Um, so it's a big game for them we are saying the Ospreys are going to beat Ulster by three points I disagree. Yeah. But you I always do. Three or more than three. If you'd overruled me last week and you'd lost, I could overrule you this week. But you are currently you're basically holding the Joker at the moment. Yeah, I can just I can just sound you out if I don't if and I want. You and Jeff think that Ospreys are gonna do it by a couple of points and um I am gonna go I'm gonna go with that. I said to Flats, who should we who should we bet on this week? He's like, Oh, it's about Bath. God, I love Bath. Where's Bath Gloucester? Oh, just because you play for Bath. It's Derby, isn't it? Are you saying I'm biased again? Oh. Good job with that yourself. <laughs> right, there we are. Good luck, everyone. Oh my god, calamity! Good luck. Lions watch. Lions so, watch. Forty men, forty-one men in the squad. Four more than we thought. I thought it's going to be thirty-seven man squad. Um, for you, David. Any real surprises? I reckon, um, in terms of surprise. Not surprised, but I thought Fraser Brown might go. I think he's a really, really good player. Who would you uh, Scottish for? hooker. I would potentially, <clears throat> excuse me, I would potentially, not Jamie George, because uh, I think he's, and I think Cowan has been in such good form, I'd potentially take Fraser Brown over Roy Best. Okay. But I think Roy Best, Roy, Roy Brest, who is Roy Brest? Roy's what? Roy Best is fabulous. I've got no, there's no issue. I don't, I don't, I don't call that a surprise. I think the the most, the two most surprising. No, again, you asked me for biggest surprises. The ones I question the most are Joe Launchbury not going. Okay. Um, and I feel like if you're gonna, you see, if everyone we're saying we're gonna take, you've got to leave someone out, right? Yeah. So I would be inclined to. I'd be inclined to say that Courtney Laws wouldn't go and Launchbury would were I picking the team. So I think Courtney Laws has been magnificent in the Six Nations. It's been great. And for Saints since he came back. 
I just think launch breed does more. But you've also got, right, you've got three second rows who play six there as well. So yeah, you've exactly. Got yeah, exactly. But you, to be fair... Ian Henderson plays six as well. Itoji, Itoji Cruz. Yeah. Cruz does as well. Henderson, yeah. Laws. But Cruz has played six for Saris. Itoji does as well. So actually, you don't need another one. See, Moriarty that. was a good surprise for me. I didn't think they'd take Ross Moriarty. I thought they'd take the three yeah, back row for Wales. They did, yeah. but if there's, if there's a, a type of bloke that you want against New Zealand who's yeah. tough bloke who's up for it, who smashes people, who's aggressive, tough bloke, you want him really? Are you gonna batter I think he's going to be. But I, I think someone said it's he'd be the Wednesday. One of the Wednesday teams, only I think, yeah. uh, unless he plays himself into the test side, mm. but he's going to be there smacking people and not taking yeah. the backwards set. So he, he's good for the tour. I think you need someone like that. For me, the two maybe he is a surprise. Ross Moriarty, I think he is mm. a surprise yeah. to go. I think Jared Payne is is a surprise Real as well. Surprise. Real he surprise. Real surprise. The last game, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, and then you got you know, te- for me, I think that he's mentioned Farrell as a ten. And yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking, I don't know. I'm the same. If you're going to beat New Zealand, you have to beat them by, by playing and scoring tries. You're not yep. going to, the matter, you're going to smash them up. They play against South Africa every year. Yeah, they Ar- know, Argentina. Yeah, Argentina. So they know what it's like to be kind of smashed and, tra- and battered, you know. So yeah. they, they, they know they have to muscle up and then they play the football. So we have to we have, we have to play Farrell at 12, I think. And then, He's the only ball player in 12. Yeah, got. it's the only one if you look at the squad. And mm. I, with, with, I think Dan's it was. It was a. Unless I make myself available. Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm. it's between Dan Bigger, you know, Ford and Finn Russell. I think any one of them could have gone. Yeah. So the two that have missed out have been have been unlucky for me. So. Uh, what they have. But got, it's not many. It's not many. They think. Do you know what? What, what they have got in the in the team though is a lot of a lot of versatility. Yeah. So you've got like Jared Payne who plays thirteen or fifteen. Well, I was going to ask why. Why do you think he's obviously a classy player? But yeah. Why has Jared Payne been picked over guys that have been? Fit for the last few months playing Six Nations. Every well, week. he's obviously he's obviously highly rated, and he is a, he is a good player. But because he can play thirteen, because he can play fifteen, and again, he's not likely looking like he's going to start um, the test matches. But in terms of like soft tissue injuries that are going to occur, you know, he can filter around yeah. that back line and play in different positions. Same as Elliot Daly. You know, yeah. that guy can play anywhere. On the yeah, back. I think I think Elliot Daly could be the the star player. Yeah, I think Elliot Daly will. For me. I was surprised I would have played Elliot Daly full back against Italy mm, okay. because I think he's got everything he's, he, he's got a great runner tremendous pace good left foot on him so I'd have played him full back uh, for uh, for England against against Italy I think he is going to be the you know one of the stars out there I think Ben Teo could have an opportunity mm. but I it'll be it'll be interesting so goes, did you listen to uh, Steve Hansen's uh, remarks once the, the tour was announced about the never never seen Gatlin do anything else. Yeah, and yeah. he said, "Look, you know, unless he surprises me, you know, he's picked the side, uh, you know, to um, to go and try Play to monster Wolf. them." Yeah, but yeah. Um, you've got players there, you know, like your Jonathan Joseph, like your Owen Farrell, you know, Liam Williams. I think he'll be unlucky. You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure if he'd get in on a, as a test winger. Do you know what, Jeffrey? No. I, I I look at the squad and another name I was going to mention. I know we're in I'm in enemy territory here. I'm actually. I, I wouldn't have picked Lee Halfpenny on the tour. I wouldn't have had him there. I, I just think that he's a wonderful goal kicker. He's brave. He's reasonably quick. He's kind of got everything you'd want. But I, for me, since maybe did he do his knee? I did his knee a while ago, didn't he? Or something. Yeah, anyway, his knee. I, I just I've watched him play loads of games for too long. When he's played, I watched him playing all the Welsh games, and bear, there's been some nice touches, loads of bravery, great positioning, good goal kicking. You can almost rely on that. I just don't think he's got 
it anymore in attack, or this season he doesn't have doesn't have what he's had before. Yeah, I, I think he's he. If you see, you know, he showed his reaction when he was picked, and I think that it was a huge sense of relief because maybe in previous seasons he'd have been a kind of a, a certainty. So I agree, he hasn't had his best season. And why I did, why didn't anyone who didn't get picked put the video up of them? I know, yeah. Oh. I, I was going to do a video of the squad being announced and me sitting at home and saying, oh, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't like what Yeah. It is odd, you know. I think it's, um, it'll be interesting to see what the first test size is going to be. There's a question here from, um, from Spike Davis, right? He wants to know, um, who do you think will be the impact players, finishers to come off the bench during the Lions test? Well, so I think we sort of said mention one, possibly Ben Teo. Well, first of all, you Ben Teo, and then you look at the, I mean, look at the front row to start with, Mako and Kyle Sinclair. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's two. Yeah. They're your bench guys because Jack Jack McGrath for me is about. Oh, he, all three of those guys, Marla, McGrath, Vunapola, are very very good. But McGrath is not someone who's going to come off the bench and tear it up. He's a grinder, yeah, and I think he's brilliant at it. Joe Marler can defend brilliantly when he comes off the bench, but it's Mako and Singh. Well, like, what about someone like Jack Nowell? I'd tell it will be a... One of scrum halves as well. Yeah, a good finisher will be, I think, if they start with Connor, one of those scrum halves would be good. They, oh, they, yeah. they bring something different, Reese Webb and Ben Youngs. And again, if, they, if Reese Webb starts or Ben Youngs, Connor Murray makes bring something different. But for me, maybe the, fin- the biggest finisher for me will be someone like CJ Stander. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm not sure if he'll get in the test team because if you look at the back row, you've got to play Billy Vanapola. I think you have to play Falatau somewhere. Falatau's just class. The last couple of games he's played for. Bar. He is just. And Warburton probably. And then, you know, yes. who's going to play? Yeah, seven. So. Mm. CJ Stander, Sean O'Brien, massive impact off the bench, but um, yeah, CJ I, I Stander think, carrying hard yeah. against the tired bodies yeah. or tireder bodies. Yeah, yeah. is tired a word? Yeah. yeah, I think it's be a good. It's going to be a good series, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. it's going to be fab. I, the Jack Noel thing, I, I sort of wonder if he's not more of a. He got such a high work rate that he sort of delivers. He delivers over the course of eighty minutes, pretty much what you'd want an impact player to deliver. You know, in the last twenty minutes, he's such high the thing energy. Is, so you look at the wingers and you look at the the potential wingers and who's going to come off that wing and make an instant impact. And that's why I, I've sort of said here mm. is because he's that type of player, isn't he? Yeah, he bounces off tackles. So you know what? I watched the the Claremont game at the weekend and Nick Abendanen, who's nothing to do with the Lions, and I, I people often everyone always asks you at these dinners who's the best player you ever played with, and he's one of those guys that I often mention because he was just fantastic, just an amazing player. And he's picking and going, and he was in. He must have been in twenty-five rucks at the weekend. He's in malls. He's in rucks, and he's not doing it to show off. He's piling in and picking and going yeah. and making hits and clearing out. And Jack Knoll's a bit like that for me. He just loves it. I like Jack Knoll. Yeah. I, you know, someone that you know pre-Lion selection. I I picked him as one of my wingers. So uh, just yeah, yeah. no impact. Do you think Jonathan Davis is lucky to go? Someone said lucky to me yesterday. I I think he has, but again. I'm not a big stats man, but his stats were very, very good, and he was on the team of the Six Nations. I didn't really, didn't really understand it that selection. So, you know, it's he knows as he's, well, though, isn't yeah, it? he knows he's pedigree. capable of. He knows he's capable of when he's over there. He's, yeah. you know, the big occasion, he's really good. And back in 2013, I, I, I feel like I would take him. A few people have said to me he's one of the guys they reckon's lucky. Yeah, yeah. Ringrose was possibly unlucky. Um, and think, he had a good try at the weekend. Yeah. Oh, it's fair, but, it, yeah. but I still think you look at it. It's, it is going to be. He's going to monster them, isn't he? I think. Yeah. Mm. And then he's got to, you know, people like Jonathan Joseph and Watson have got to really, really shine, I think, to get into the test team. Yeah. Not because I don't think they should, because I think mm. they have the, the quality, but because of Warren's 
he's a stickler for the, know, big and well, massive. Like he, he will, he will try and go with the big boys. Yeah, and maybe you know, if they don't win, he'd be forced to change. But I think that's what uh, I tend to agree with with Steve Hansen. I, I agree with you in Farrell at twelve. Got to play twelve. If he plays, yeah. if he plays. Uh, you know, Teo t- 12 and then someone like uh, Jonathan Davis 13, well, yeah. I'm not sure. Even, even, when, limited, you know, even you? when the Blacks got beat by um, Ireland, Ireland still scored five tries. Yeah. yeah. So you got to score tries. But that was like yeah. literally every yeah. opportunity they took, Ireland yeah. had, they took, didn't yeah. they? They didn't, yeah. they didn't waste any whatsoever. Yeah. We might as well crack on to the, the Champions Cup now. Um, yeah. Claremont Leinster, obviously I called it. Well, mate. By uh, four points, well number five. Um, Strattle was good for Claremont. Yeah, again. He looked really good the first half. Aerial, happy, yeah. And with the ball in hand. He looks as if he, he looks if he's enjoying himself, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he smiles it. and he gets up and brilliant. I think the best two sides are in the final. Yeah, it's nice side, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what Leinster that lacking a bit of accuracy, um, passes yeah. weren't quite going to hand, they were dropping yeah. the ball. They also they also got they also got shoved around a bit yeah. up front. They're yeah, not they used did. To that. Yeah. They're not used to that. They did. Yeah. Um, they, there's a lot of weight in that. It's not. Is that a worry for the Lions? It's no, it's not. No, it's not. a question um, on that. Yeah, it's not a worry. Um, okay. Because when I say there's a lot of weight in the French side, in pound for pound, they're probably not much heavier because Clermont have got some big boys, yeah. but. Zirakash really the tight head is an amazing player, but yeah. he's not actually a huge man. Shown them in the case of the, they're not actually huge guys. They're just very very strong, and a lot of the weight you put into a scrum is how much effort the back five put in, how aggressive yeah. the front row are, yeah. and how much effort the back. And you watch Vaya Mahina and you, know, you, you watch the other guys in the back five for Claremont, and they scrum like hell. So the what the reason it's not a worry. So it's very hard to play against those French sides when they're that aggressive. But what is not well, the reason it's not really a worry is because the All Black Scrum, just as we said before, just isn't that scary. No. It's an efficient machine. It's not aggressive. No. It was. It did used to punish people when Brad Thorne was playing. Yeah. Since he retired, it no longer does. So they it, are. They're yeah. about winning. Ball. They use it as a base, don't they? Yeah. yeah. They're, and they're you know clever. It's, it's actually a good idea. It seems it to is. work for them. It <laughs> is. So and I think you know, looking at Saras, I like. There's a lot of again, like social social media, or Saracens this and money and all that. For me, the biggest asset that Saracens have gone is their attitude. Yeah. That's yeah. their defences they're up against. It. Like, you know, you see Owen Farrell, like, he's just a total winner, you know. Yeah, but and I just think it's they, they, their attitude. But then he's, yeah. you know, he, his attitude is great in defence, but, but then he's also quite elusive in attack as well. You know, he put a lovely kick through for Wiles, his try. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's getting better and better. He is getting better and better. And like, but that's know, awareness, isn't it? It's, it's just not it's yeah, not, no, it's not, it's not right. a magical thing to no, do no. you know if you play in 10 or 12 you should have the vision to do those kind of things mm. yeah. it's just a lovely kick it's just it's just picking the right option at the right time but they, they mm. just shut teams out like Munster I thought there was a lot of individual runners with Munster they were one-up runners and Ash just I thought they were, tact- I thought they were tactically naive yeah. they really they were, were but they didn't adjust no they didn't you they, know, they were just sending their, their both their centres up on cross crash kicks. balls why yeah. are cross kicking all the time it's bizarre it was weird, uh, you know. Usually they're quite uh, savvy at you know grinding results out, but I thought they should have changed Conor Murray a lot. Yeah, a lot of their tactics they yeah. should have changed. Yeah, you feel, you feel like with with Duncan Williams, um, you know, it's a yeah. punchy thing to say, but he's just nowhere near the same level. He hasn't played as much, no. which is quite the reason. But they every time a box kick goes up, his kick was nowhere near, the nowhere quality. near, and the, out just, full. It just didn't. And you look at the guys around the ruck, and they can they can they can't ignore him. But they just don't have to pay yeah. in the heat. They pay Colin Murray. I can't yeah. believe wasn't he with um, the centre. Uh, he came off the bench um, for Munster. Saley. 
Why wasn't he picked from the start? I know, I know. Yeah, he's the most dangerous runner. Good, you know, the, yeah. the previous week he cut the uh, sides up. I've seen him play exceptionally well. He's been their kind of go-to player. Yeah. Then they don't pick him against... And the possession they had in the first half, they needed someone like him on to do something different. I, I yeah. tell you who was good as a centre coming off the bench was Penno for yeah. Claremont. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. yeah. Is there any relation of Alan? Yes, son, I think. Is, Is it? Pretty sure. I played against sure. Alan. Yeah. He's a good player. We played. Did you, were you at Saris with Alan? No. Oh, it was a year before you came. I played with Alan, Alan Penno. Yeah. And he were, were in, a, in a team meeting and Alan is in there and with his wife, she's sitting in a team meeting they're just talking away. <laughs> Like socialising, all the players come in and sit down, all strapped up, and it's a team review on a Monday morning, or Tuesday morning, because we lost on the Sunday. And Alan was, he was terrible. Like he was such a good player, mm. he was terrible in this game. And the best thing he did was run in at one point and during a mall, and someone tried to shove a Gloucester player tried to shove him back out, and he up. This is not the best thing; it's the worst thing. He uppercutted him twice in the face, and he lo- he loved to fight Alan. He was hard. Anyway, he was terrible, and his wife's in this meeting. And you're like, they're talking, jibbering away in French and like, whatever, that's fine. The meeting started now. And she's like, okay. And she just stays there. And we were like, uh, Francois Pino, I was running the meeting, was like, uh, you staying? She looked at him like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't speak English. Okay, you stay. Anyway, chatting for 10 minutes. She just starts talking to Alan. And, she, and one of the boys, like, Ches, Chris Chesney, flipped him and said, oi, silence, silence, you know, shut up. And anyway, so they stopped doing it. And then five minutes later, she just lights up a fag. <laughs> she gets a fag out and starts smoking in the team meeting this is completely normal to him it's completely normal but I loved uh, Alan he was great he, he was, was yeah. Yeah, he was, player. Uh, he was a good player yeah he was he was a lovely player yeah Jiffy's catching flies over there his mouth any, any interesting any, any good ones any other good ones um, they're all real serious because I, I make sure yeah. when I put a tweet out I said look I don't no want any trolls. troll questions now <laughs> <laughs> any idiots yeah. any idiot questions um as of now, who would be uh, Lions 15? That's from Hugh Lewis. Well, you're not going to pick him now. We're 15, are we? Right, it's too as, late. As of now. No. Um, do you see the rig on Ricky January? What players do you yeah. play with that surprised you with their physique? That's Sam French. Uh, Rob Fiddler, England and Gloucester and Bath second row. Once I once watched him fail on 70 kilos on the bench press, international second row. Brian yeah. Williams. Remember Brian Williams, the yeah. prop? yeah. He couldn't lift 60k. But then mm. again, he's the strongest man I've ever met in my life. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Steve yeah. Jones. Do you remember Steve Jones? Jabber. He was a hooker. Yes. Appalling shape. Was Honestly, he? Honestly, yeah. Like, but but got away with it. And Reese Thomas. Oh, T. Reese Thomas. No, T. Yeah, Reese yeah. Thomas. Yeah, yeah, Thomas. A, a few of them. A few of them, isn't it? Yeah. You know, Bad rig. Brig. Yeah. Well, no, I can't. Uh... Terrible in the gym, but just amazing on the field. Yeah, who cares if it's terrible in the gym? Exactly. Exactly. Who cares? Um... One thing I want to say before we go, uh, well, actually, there's one more question I'll ask you in a minute. We're going to ask you what your favourite book ever is in a minute. <clears throat> but we do that when we have guests on. But if one thing I want to say, and it's the sort of thing that I'm not saying because we're sitting in your house in the, in the uh, Jiffy Hotel, the Jiffy Inn, uh, but it's when there was this big hoo-ha, I think when... You can collect reward a, points a, here, by a the fellow, way. A fellow commentator had a pop on Twitter think Dan Bigger intercepted the ball against England and you shouted, go on, Dan. I want to go on record as saying, I love that. I love it. And I've got a big... And what... The reason is, I don't think... I don't think it is unacceptable. I, when I watch the old, my old teams play, I genuinely don't feel that... I don't feel that emotional about who wins or loses. I don't tend to lose sleep over it, being honest. A lot of Bath fans don't like that, but I don't. But I love it when... 
I don't care if a, if a commentator clearly support like Gary Neville is a Man United fan through and through. Jamie Carragher, Liverpool through and through. Absolutely, Rio Ferdinand, come on United during the game when he's he's on TV punditing. Come on United, we can do this. You know, I love that. I don't mind that at all. I think as long as you're which you are, as long as you're willing to say they've been crap when they've been crap. Yeah. Then. This is this is sport. How can you pretend not to support people if you do? And if you see good play by England, like the try, yeah. as I said, when Elliot Daly went on the other side, yeah, they blame a couple of the cook to touch maybe. But what a try. What a brilliant try. Two perfectly executed passes and a great finish by Elliot Daly. So you yeah. have to praise the opposition. But yeah, you are. I know every every commentator or pundit I've seen, I've worked with and been with, you know, they're all so excitable and passionate about yeah. the team they've maybe played for or, or have supported so yeah sometimes you do get carried away and it's and it's but i think you it is difficult to contain yourself sometimes there's a video of you and, and nugget and uh and a few others wasn't yeah. it when wales beat oh. um, england in the yeah, but that's, world cup yeah and again you're thinking i looked at that video so and i thought yeah you were like no yeah. because but you're thinking how did Wales win that game? And yeah. we said it all the way through, all the way through, England, England, dominant, 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 dominant. You could just sit, see Wales coming back. And when they won it, it's like, oh, how did they win that? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah so I, I, Even I when that. England won the World Cup, right? I was mm. there, I was, I was sat, I was very fortunate. I was working uh, down in Australia for the World Cup. I sat there, I remember looking at my watch and it's 73 minutes gone, right? And I was totally absorbed in this uh, World Cup final. And then when England won it, like I was jumping up and down. Mm. You know, so... Because why should I support Australia? Why should I put support France when England are part of the United Kingdom? Where's one in it? I was supporting England. So yeah, you know, I would react I reacted that way when England won the World Cup. So yeah. I I'm a rugby fan, I'm, I'm yeah. a sports fan and I and I get emotional and I kind of sometimes get excited and well but then, now. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, he's gone. Yeah. He's lucky. Hey, if you can't play you can commentate. Yeah. It's yeah, you it. know, you just it's an extension of your career. Just no, get lost people. Well, yeah. So there we are, Lions Review with one lion. This <laughs> off. Yeah. Which one did you go on? Um, selected for two. No, yeah, selected for two. Uh, I went on the main one, mate. Forget 97, you know, 2013. Um, 2005 to New Zealand was the main tour. Vintage year. We all know that. We all know that. It was a vintage year. Yeah, Jeff, you didn't go on a lion's tour, did you? But No. But you got no mortgage. <laughs> I love that. That's <laughs> the best line That's... ever, that is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I won't believe. I, I, yeah. I did say this. When I... When the, 89 Lions were selected, and obviously I'd gone to Rugby League. I was travelling up to uh, Oldham on the M62, right? We're playing Oldham away. And um, I think I gotta, this is going to be all column inches of the Lions tomorrow. I'm not going to be forgotten. So I scored two tries, and the player playing against me that day was Mike Ford. Really? And it's, he, I, I and met George. Him, you? Oh, I, up, you can speak to him. He came up to me at dinner because George Ford was one RPA Player of the Year uh, one year and I was there and, I, and Mike introduced me to him and he said remember that night when you run round me twice and scored two seventy yarders I said yeah funny enough I do Mike <laughs> <laughs> what happened was uh, right before we go before we go yeah yeah, Jiffy your favourite book of all time if you can think oh, of one tough one yes a tough one I, did, I tell you what uh, one of the fascinating reads I had was um, I read Mike Tyson's book oh, yeah. author, which is Absolutely incredible, just to read that. And then, but uh, uh, Midnight Express was a good book. Oh, great book! Oh, read that. Very good book. Yeah, really, really good. Is you it? haven't read it? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a it's film better than the film. Well. It's better than the yeah. film. Film is brilliant. Yeah, it is. I watched the film a few weeks ago, actually. I think I've seen the film. 
he gets the soles of his feet beaten and yeah it's played to Blok's toe now doesn't he yeah, yeah. Not, not great not great no. nice way to finish that isn't it yeah lovely that's still a standard punishment in Wales for shoplifting <laughs> and other petty crimes um, thanks Jiffy been an absolute been pleasure been a pleasure yeah, guys enjoying boy. your work so um, keep doing it see you next week ta When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.